Home. It is more than four walls and a roof. Home is a feeling. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and I believe that home is the most important place on the planet. Here, I dive into all things home, whether it's tips from my latest DIY project or interviews that examine what gives a house that something special. Join me as I get to the heart of the home. Yesterday, we revealed the webisode for what we lovingly refer to as the Garden Church. It's our enclosed garden at our home, the Stag Reno. And we shared the webisode with the big reveal on how we built it. And today on Heart of the Home podcast, we are talking about the three things we did right, the three things that we wish we had done, and the three things we're loving now when it comes to our enclosed garden. The Heart of the Home continues in just a moment. Hey everyone, popping on here to tell you about our latest collection drop on Stag Design. It's our art collection. These are beautiful, large-scale, very high-quality art pieces that will mix seamlessly with our current collection pillows and fabrics and wallpapers. You can check it all out on stagdesignshop.com. Okay, hey, what's up? Not much, how are you? Well, you know, just late at night, our kids are asleep. It's the only time we can record without a screaming child running in the room. It has been challenging <laughs> to work from home. Yes. Productivity has taken a nosedive. Yeah. And I think it's just commonplace to have your children constantly interrupt you during important meetings and phone calls and... Yeah. At least now it's like completely professionally acceptable to have your kids speaking in the background on a conference call or something like that. I think everybody just gets it. <laughs> Everyone's at this point. in the same boat, except for the older people who have completely forgotten what it's like to have young kids oh and and now are not experiencing that issue even in quarantine. So at least maybe they're getting educated as their younger colleagues have their kids screaming on the phone a lot. <laughs> I am like thinking ahead to September. And like shuddering in fear that our children are not going to go back to school in September. Because <laughs> I think we're just hanging on until the school year starts again. But I think we just need to mentally adjust to this going on for like another year or something crazy like that. We're trying to talk about something fun and positive. <laughs> You're not really you went, setting the right tone. You went there. You went there. <laughs> so anyway, our kids are asleep right now. Uh, and we had a minute to record a podcast episode um, when it's nice and quiet. And we're praying that none of them wake up. Yeah, we'll see. Stay asleep, little children. <laughs> so today we're talking all about uh, the garden church as we call it. It's our big enclosed garden in our backyard, which has probably been the highlight of quarantine for our family. Yeah. Building this garden, putting it together. I mean, you make fun of me, but every time <laughs> you, I'm outside, what am I doing? You're in the garden church, just like puttering around and... Puttering around. Watering again and... Trimming little things and yeah, it's talking nice. to my plant babies. It just makes me so happy. It's often where you go when you just need a minute away from <laughs> us and the kids. <laughs> just like, give me a minute. I'm going to be outside in the garden. Yeah. With the door closed. Right. Just hanging out. Because there is a door. There is a door. Yes. That the kids can't open. Mm -mm. <laughs> they can't reach it. It's too, they're too short. They're too short. That was on purpose. <laughs> It's so nice in there, though. Yeah. It's like you just walk in and you're instantly just 
<sighs> it's a little oasis out there. It is. So we're going to be talking about three different categories. What we did right when we were building the garden church, what we wish we had done when we were building the garden church, because we definitely learned a lot, and three things that we're loving about it right now. So let's start with the things that we did right. We did a lot of planning. Yes. Like a year of planning for this baby. Yeah, we wanted to not only focus on the function of it, which is very important, of course, but the form of it, what it was going to look like, the design of it. Because, yeah, you can just, you can plant plants in the dirt anywhere. And as long as the soil is good, it'll work. But we wanted it to be a beautiful space that would add to the aesthetics of our yard as well as having really good function. We also did a lot of planning with the whole layout of our yard well before we started thinking about exactly what the garden structure was going to look like. We set aside this portion of our yard when we were doing the yard specifically for this purpose, for a garden. We knew that it was going to have to be enclosed because of where we live and all of the wildlife in our area. Uh, And so we mapped out where it was going to go. And then we have a cement pad next to it. That is another phase of our yard that will hopefully happen probably next year for a shed. But it was always like the plan, right? To make this the garden space. Right. Yeah. And we didn't know how much space to set aside. We don't have a huge backyard. Um, so we, we knew we would have to compromise on the size of it and just try and make it really efficient and a good use of space. But yeah, we always had envisioned that that would be the place. We actually have quite a few large trees in the yards around ours and a couple in our yard. So there aren't many spaces in the backyard that get consistent good sunlight. So that was a factor. And then just where this would fall in relation to everything else, it was definitely right in that spot that we figured was the best place for the garden. And when we were running sprinklers or irrigation to the rest of our yard, we planned for that space to have its own separate zones so that things could be watered differently So, yeah, we put a lot of thought into that location and what we would need to have in that location for a garden, but not much above that. And then we started planning what we wanted it to look like. We knew that we wanted it completely enclosed, including the top part, mainly because even if we built it up really high where deer couldn't like hop over or something like that, our yard has two levels to it and our backyard is part of an old deer migration trail. And so we get deer that wander through our backyard from the upper part of our yard down to the lower part. And I could just see some little deer hopping over the fence (laughs) into our garden, getting trapped in there. That was a very real possibility. So I've had a lot of people be like, why why is the roof closed in? Well, that is why, because we just did not want any critter or large animal hopping over into our garden. Well, yeah, even smaller animals too, because our yard is on a hillside and our neighbors above us along that property line are higher up and there's a fence running along there. So literally squirrels and cats and other things could easily jump off the fence down into the garden and the fence is right next to the garden structure. So the roof was important. 
And it's not unusual, like, for squirrels to run along that fence stealing, like, you know, nuts and berries and stuff from our neighbor's yard and then running along the fence over to their tree. Mm -hmm. Uh, And cats, same thing. Like, the cats love to walk along that fence, which is fun. You know, it's fun to look out there and see a squirrel or a cat or something. But stay out of my garden. Yeah, we didn't really want our garden to become a big Kitty litter box. Kitty litter box, box. yeah. Uh, My mom had a a nice garden space that wasn't enclosed at all. And she built up these raised beds and put beautiful soil in them. And then the cats just proceeded to do their business all over the yard. And that that actually makes it impossible for you to eat whatever is growing in there. Because it's been pooped and peed on by cats. So we didn't want to risk that either. So anyway, so that is why it is enclosed, if you have been wondering, among other things like, you know, our area does have rodents in it, though we don't see a lot of rodents because... Because of the cats. Because of the so cats. So we love the cats. We just don't want them doing their business. Yes. There are neighbors' cats. Pretty much all of our surrounding neighbors have cats, which we love because <laughs> then we don't have to have a cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and also bunny rabbits and there are all kinds of animals up here. So I guess number one that we did well is planning. A lot of planning, planning. yes. And I love that it's pitched. Originally, we were trying to decide if it was going to be a flat roof or a pitched roof, but I just love the pitch. I feel like it's so cool. Another thing that we did right, the pavers and the gravel. Yeah. I love the pavers and the gravel. Turned out well. Yeah. Instead of using pea gravel, which is really common, I would say, in this sort of setup with pavers, we opted for like a river stone. The round stones. Yeah, round Mm. river stones, which are bigger. They're softer on your feet. Like you can walk on them barefoot if you need to. Also, the girls love them because they like find the most beautiful river (laughs) gems and then they wash them off and they think they're like treasures. Actually, on the day that we're recording this, John's birthday is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to spoil what the girls are giving you, but it involves a lot of river stones. (laughs) Yeah. We will find, and our girls love picking flowers too, and they find beautiful flowers in our yards or our neighbor's yards. We hope, Hopefully they're asking permission. Usually they do ask permission before they pick someone else's flowers. Not always, uh, but we will often find a few picked flowers and a few special looking rocks on our nightstands at night. And usually we don't know who put them there it's and the when, but it's so cute that they think like, Oh, I found this treasure. I'm going to put it on dad's nightstand. <laughs> He's yeah. going to find it when he goes to bed. Anna has been collecting treasures for a few days for your birthday. <laughs> and it involves some river stones and some flowers that are probably dead and wilted by Which now. Which to them is like the coolest, the coolest thing they've ever found. And they're going to give so us a sweet. gift. It's so sweet. So the pavers, I would say we definitely did those right. John took a lot of care leveling the pavers, making sure they were installed correctly using a track. We're going to be breaking a lot of this down in the upcoming blog post that deals with the garden church and exactly how we did things. But that's definitely something to watch for because we did that the right way. Yeah, for sure. With everything we did, we wanted to go a little bit extra, go the extra mile and make this structure last and not only function, but look good for a long time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I feel like we did a good job with that. The other thing I think that we did right, and this was a hot debate on social media, but Mm -hmm. we painted it black. A lot of people were like, stay cedar, stay cedar. Cause they'll have something like 75% of people who voted said cedar. Oh yeah. It was crazy. Like almost everybody wanted cedar. I was definitely in the minority because I always wanted team black, but the contrast against the fence would have been cool. However, 
I feel like painting it black was totally the right decision. Definitely. Because the the metal mesh wiring sort of makes it stand out mm-hmm. anyway. And it's also like large and it would have felt kind of like in your face. Yeah. Very obtrusive, I think. Yeah, I want to say at at peak at the peak it's probably about twelve feet tall. <laughs> and the outside walls are right about eight feet tall. So it was feeling quite large and imposing in our yard before we painted it black. And the black really helped to kind of blend in a little better. Yeah. Three things we had wished we had done. Yeah, because no project, it wouldn't be a project if you didn't think, oh, I wish I had done it this way or that way a little bit differently. This project, I would say, added some new profanity to your vocabulary. (laughs) Just only, one part of the project. Only under my breath. I wouldn't, well, maybe no. in front of you a few times. <laughs> no. It wasn't just under your breath. Oh, there was a lot more going on under my breath. <laughs> Believe me. I'm glad you restrained yourself. Yeah. One part of the project in particular brought out all the swears. Yeah. It was yeah. the mesh. The metal mesh. Yes. So it came in these big rolls um, and John... And I had to like roll them out and measure them out and cut them to size and then keep them from rolling up in themselves while we stapled them in place. Mm-hmm. And it was just not fun. Because, you know, metal wants to return to whatever shape it was most recently in. And it doesn't want to lay nicely. While yeah. you do anything. Right. Because we, we wanted it to be thick enough gauge metal that it would last a long time. And so you're trying to balance thick with something you can actually work with and shape pliable. and mold and make it pliable and make it taut. I think we picked the right gauge because I think it'll last a long time, but it was not easy to work with. It wasn't easy installing. to manipulate. Mm-hmm. One thing that would have make it made it a lot, not a, I don't know, it would have been easier, right, to put into place. And John didn't love me pointing this out. <laughs> Probably exactly the wrong moment. Yeah, because I was frustrated yep. and it was way too late to be pointing out. He was it like, out. I don't want to be here. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but I happened to point out that if we had placed the posts just slightly closer together and done maybe one more post, mm-hmm. then we could have avoided, we could have just put the metal in rolling basically from top to bottom mm-hmm. all the way down in one piece instead of having to do multiple pieces stacked on top of each other with a seam. Right. And that would have been better. That would have been better. Right. I'm so glad I thought of that <laughs> after the fact. Yeah. It was very helpful to point it out at that point. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Because the posts were, I guess about five, five and a half feet apart and the longest or the widest roll that I could buy was four feet. So we couldn't run it vertically. We had to run it horizontally, which then required that we overlap the and create seams between two courses and then knit them together. With It just created a ton of extra work. Uh, so if we had placed the posts closer together, that would have changed the look a little bit, but it would have certainly made the mesh easier to install. We should have done that. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> okay, uh, something else I wish we would have done is maybe gone with just a little bit bigger mesh. And by bigger, I mean wider openings, just slightly wider openings. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a pretty tight metal mesh. Um, and I think I've received this question 
dozens of times on Instagram saying, well, how do bees get in? How do bees get into your garden? And most of the bees, I think, can fly in and out with no problem. But like the big old bumblebees, we've seen them kind of struggle to to find their way in. Mm-hmm. And so I wish maybe we would have done just a little bit wider. John's not convinced about that one. I think, yeah, time will tell because maybe it's just <clears throat> the bees in the area just need to learn how to get in. I don't know. Maybe they already have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I've seen hornets crawl in and out of very, very small little spaces. Uh, so I don't think it's a question of whether they can get in and out. It's just maybe they're not willing to yet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I try to leave the door. I'm not a bee expert, folks. No. I try to leave the gate open mm-hmm. um, when I'm out there working so the bees can fly in and out. No problem. If the bees will stop and land on the metal, I've seen them go in and out, easily, crawling in yeah. and out. But they just have a hard time like flying freely in and out. The little bees have no problems. Like I've seen little bees fly in and out. It's just those big old bumblebees that have a hard time. So yeah. I don't know. Hindsight, you know, sorry, bees. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what material would have a wider hole in it than what we bought, but I imagine there are different options. Like we chicken wire pursued. is wider, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Would have anyway, been a bigger hole, but. Would have been a bigger hole. Probably would have worked fine. Anyway, that's maybe something that we wish we would have done a little bit differently. And then the other thing, you know, in a perfect world, we would have had maybe a larger space to build our garden. The garden structure is pretty large, right? But by the time you put the boxes in and you do the the gravel and the pavers and everything, Mm -hmm. I just want to grow all the things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, already we're what, like a month in after planting everything and and the plants are growing like crazy, which is awesome. They're huge. But they're massive and they're only like, I don't know how much bigger they're going to get. I think they're going to get a lot bigger and... Yeah, it's going to be pretty cramped in there. Yeah, which I I mean, I'm so excited. It totally depends on what you plant too, right? Like we planted a lot of squash and pumpkins and those become really big plants. So we're going to experiment year to year and really maximize the use of the space. But yeah, if we could have built one that was twice as big, we'd completely fill the thing too. So yeah. It's so fun to watch them grow. And I love that the pumpkins have started to attach themselves to the walls of the garden. They're starting to climb the metal gauge. It's mm-hmm. it's so pretty. It's pretty cool. It's so fun in there. And I get such joy out of going out and checking my planties and how much they've grown overnight. <laughs> um, three things we're loving about it right now. We mentioned um, that it just is such a peaceful place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel like All of us, the girls, me, John, like we can be kind of like anxious about something. And the second we walk into the garden, there's just something so peaceful and healing about it. Yeah. Our whole yard is kind of that way right now. It's just, it's beautiful. It's becoming more established. We're starting to reap the rewards of all the work that we've done back there. Uh, But especially the garden, because you can kind of walk around the yard and work on things and clean things up. But then going into the garden is just a nice experience. I'm starting to be able to cook from our garden too. And that's one of the things that's bringing me a lot of joy that I'm loving right now is that I can go out and pick lettuce for a salad. I can pick herbs for, you know, cilantro for a dressing or uh, parsley for cooking or something like that. And I can't wait until we can, I planted 
specific vegetables so that I could make salsa. <laughs> so I have cilantro, different types of tomatoes and peppers. And I'm just so excited to like make a whole meal from things that we grew in our own garden. Yeah. I'm super excited for mm. it. And finally, the joy, watching the joy that it brings our girls has been pretty fun. Yeah. They love being out there. They love helping water and check all the plants. We have to educate our five-year-old and three-year-old. Do not pick the vegetables when you start seeing them grow because we want to see them grow big and they're having to exercise a lot of restraint and patience. Self-control. But they genuinely just get so excited to see like a new tomato sprout and it's going to grow big and I'm their mind is going to be blown when a, when a pumpkin starts growing. I know Anna's just so excited for her pumpkin. I know. We've mentioned before that our little five-year-old Anna is obsessed with seeds. She's always <laughs> had like this long fascination with plants and seeds and how things grow and just the way her mind works. She just wants to know how something grows mm -hmm. and she is so darn proud because one of the little pumpkin seeds that she planted with her grandpa and started just a little seedling in Back her house in early spring has now turned into this well-established pumpkin plant that is growing like crazy in our garden. Mm -hmm. And every day she, I mean, she points it out to everybody. This is my pumpkin. This is my <laughs> pumpkin plant. Look how much it's growing. It's grown overnight. It's so big. And and we're really encouraging that yeah. for her to be proud of herself and interested. And, and I drone on about how to cross pollinate with a paintbrush and all this stuff, which sometimes I think they're losing interest five seconds into that conversation, but they really do love it and they're so interested and no they've gone out there multiple times with their little paintbrushes and told me that they're <laughs> pollinating the plants so they're they're into it yeah they're totally and i love that they're just so curious and i think it's a good experience for them to be part of it so we wouldn't be us without another project on the agenda oh yeah what's next in our yard there are so many things that There's are next so many things. but we have like a big important next uh, I think you're talking about the playground. Yes, I'm talking about the playground. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about the playground. I know yeah. it's hard because we have a million things, but that is the next most important thing. Right. Because our girls need, we need to finish the playground. Yeah, it's half constructed and a little bit dangerous. I and admit. dirt. Yeah, lots of dirt. Lots of dirt. So that's what's next on our agenda. Hey, be sure to... Uh, Check back for our upcoming blog post where we're going to break down how we did things in the Garden Church and also go back and watch the webisode where you can see the time-lapse video of how it all came together. And we're also answering a lot of your questions there. Thanks so much for listening to Heart of the Home and go ahead and give us a little rate and review and let us know what you thought. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and you've been listening to The Heart of the Home. I hope you'll subscribe, review, and rate this podcast, and tune in next episode for more Heart of the Home. Thank you so much for listening.